Welcome to Outdoors. I'm Brian, and today we have Jason London, a doctor of physical therapy and bike fitting guru. Welcome to the podcast, Jason. Hey, thanks, Brian. Who gets bike fitting? Who does this apply to? The easy answer is probably anyone with a bike. But, you know, the way as a physical therapist, the way I approach bike fitting is more from the pain or injury perspective than a performance perspective. But you can certainly improve performance with a, having a proper bike fit as well. But in the, the physical therapy or the clinical setting, um, the majority of the people that we see are having cycling related pain. And we then do use bike fitting as part of their rehab to allow them to bike with less pain or no pain um, or less numbness or no numbness. Uh, and then just through that as well, if you're able to bike without pain, you're able to, to bike more efficiently and, and have increased performance uh, as well as, you know, even if you're not having any cycling related pain, we can do some things to try to really maximize efficiency and power on the bike. Great. So what is the basic setup for doing a bike fitting? Yeah. So I really like to do a dynamic bike fit. Um, there's, you know, lots of different schools of thought out there and historically um, okay, using one of the methods called the Le Mans method. They did more of a static um, method for, for bike fitting where they would just take measurements um, without you being on the bike and then try to translate that to how your bike should be set up. However, there's lots of variability between people, so it's not that great of a way to do it. Uh, so I, in the clinic, we have a, uh, we have a couple different trainers where we, you'll bring your bike in and then we'll get your bike set up on the trainer. Uh, make sure it's level because uh, that will definitely skew a lot of the measurements we're taking if it's not level. And then we have um, some lasers just to use as reference points, um, as well as some angle finders and um, electronic levels to, to look at different measurements. And But we get you on the bike and get a big picture view of you while you're, while you're riding on the trainer, and then actually stop and take uh, measurements at different points in the, in the pedal cycle and use those measurements to get you within a range where we think your saddle height should be, where your foot should be on the pedal, as well as the, the reach to the bar. So we have five contact points on the bike um, for most bikes, uh, more if you're on a time trial bike, but we have you know your feet on the pedals, your seat on the saddle, and then your hands on the bars. And those are the things that we can, can really change your positioning on the bike. So those are the, the points that we really focus on when we're doing a bike fit. And talking about the basic positioning, um, at people on, on their own, what are some of the main things you should look out for to make sure that you're you're riding the bike that's actually set up to, to fit you well? Great question. Uh, you know, two of the most common complaints with cycling are either knee pain or low back pain. And so for both of those, it's really important that your seat is, or the saddle is set at the proper height. So with knee pain, a lot of people will develop knee pain if their saddle is too low. Um, where their knee is really bent throughout the whole, um, all the, all the phases of the pedal cycle. So typically, um, for, a, a reference point, you want to basically have your saddle high enough to where you just have a very slight bend in, in your knee at the very bottom of the pedal stroke, but not too high where you're starting to get rocking from side to side of, of your pelvis. 
the same thing too is we want that saddle setback or the fore and aft position of the saddle to be where you feel um, not too stretched out reaching for the bars. And so a good rule of thumb is we want to be, have a little bit more weight um, on the saddle than on your hands. So we want to be kind of uh, in general about 40% of your weight on your hands and 60% on the saddle. And so you can adjust the forward and, and backward position of the saddle to, to get that as long as the stem isn't grossly too long. Uh, meaning the bars are, are too far away from you to, to begin with. And that can help a lot with, with back pain. Hmm. So the, the easiest thing to change in the field, obviously, is probably seat height. Um, Correct. Biking around. And I know if you don't have a dropper post, <laughs> what are some good tips for getting into that, the best seat height for ascending and descending? Yeah, so if you don't have a dropper post, I really um, am a fan of, of probably going to a quick release. Uh, seat clamp. Uh, and so just, you know, finding where that, that saddle height is best for when you're on level train or kind of very slightly rolling train. And then for climbing, which is going to be that saddle position where your knee is just slightly bent at the bottom of the, the pedal stroke, and then marketing, marking it with either nail polish, a permanent marker, or um, probably what actually works best is to, to, to scratch it with a, a sharp object. Um, and then when you're going to be descending or going on really rolly terrain, you'll want that saddle positioned lower just so you, your positioning on the bike for handling will be better. Um, and so then, you know, really just kind of dropping, dropping that saddle um, fairly low so that you can maneuver the bike uh, underneath you better as well as get your, get your weight back if you need to for, for descending. And in the, the different styles of riding, if you're talking about, you know, between road riding, uh, you know, riding a gravel bike, riding a cross country bike, riding an enduro bike or downhill bike. Um, I mean, do you look at the different types of styles like that or you're primarily uh, in one style, style or another? No, we, we definitely look at the different styles. So, uh, you know, the road bike is, is kind of the, the basic blueprint. Um, when we're thinking about bike fitting as a, as a bike fitter. So we kind of, you know, have different measurements that we want for someone to be on a road bike. Um, and that we're basically going to really try to maximize that saddle height um, where they can have the saddle as high as they can without getting pelvic rocking and where they can still pedal smooth circles. Cause that's going to maximize their efficiency. And they're really not, even with descending, they're really not going to have to, to usually get back too far and their saddle height's going to be pretty set. Where with a gravel bike, they are going to be, um, you know, a lot more times on some more undulating terrain, particularly if they're going on single track with it, uh, where we may not necessarily want to maximize that saddle height um, and, and basically go just a couple notches down. When I'm talking notches, I'm talking, you know, uh, like a centimeter, um, maybe two at the most further down, where they still have a slight bend uh, at the bottom of the pedal stroke. But their saddle slightly lower that will allow them to have better handling. Uh, and then with a cross country bike, as you mentioned, you know, most, most mountain bikes and now increasingly on gravel bikes too, we're, we're seeing dropper posts. So that really makes it a lot easier where we can set that saddle at that maximum efficiency for climbing and for um, level ground, whether it's just your biking to the trailhead um, or 
you know, you're somewhere more like Copper City where there's a little bit more level um, pedaling, level ground pedaling that you're doing, uh, where we want that saddle height to have that maximum efficiency. And then we can utilize the dropper post to, you know, uh, have the bike perform better over more undulating terrain and, and with descending. Uh, and then with a, with a downhill bike, you know, um, we're, we're pretty much going for, for de descent, you know, and, and not as worried about where that, that top position is for, for the saddle. So the, basically the lower the saddle is like the more control you're going to get and not power for climbing. Correct. Correct. Yeah. The lower the saddle, just, you can maneuver the bike underneath you so much better uh, and get your, get your hips back and, you know, try and keep your weight centered over the bottom bracket um, and just have that saddle out of the way. Mm -hmm. So the, the five contact points you're talking about, what sort of modifications do you make with what sort of hardware do you use at those contact points to make sure the, the fit is just right? Yeah. So uh, we talked a lot about the saddle um, for, you know, saddle height. We're looking at, you know, I'm measuring the knee angle at the bottom of the pedal stroke. I'm really trying to reproduce what your foot position is at the bottom of the pedal stroke. So it's really important for me to see uh, someone riding in what position they they put their foot in, in terms of the ankle or the toes being pointed or, or not, um, because, you know, everyone has a little bit of their own style. And if you stop someone at the bottom of the pedal stroke, most people will tend to drop their heel and that changes the, the degree or the angle at the knee. So it throws everything off. Um, so I'm using a, a angle measure with that called the goniometer that we use frequently in, in physical therapy to, to look at joint angles. Uh, and then for the saddle setback, we're using typically a plumb bob or a laser um, going through the, the front of the knee and looking at where that knee falls in line with the, the end of the crank arm and the pedal spindle. And then for the levelness of the saddle, we're just using a, a digital level. Um, with these days, it's just you know using a smart smartphone with a, a level app on there. Uh, and, and those are the biggest things, uh, you know, we can look at different saddle types for people as well, um, but typically you don't have to get into that as much. And then when we're looking at um, the contact points being the hands on the handlebars, whether it be a, a drop bar scenario, like a gravel bike or a road bike or a mountain bike, we're really looking at the reach. So we're looking uh, what someone's posture is um, when their hands are on the bars and looking at kind of what the, their position of their back is with that. And so that's, um, you know, really, I guess, just using, I guess, more of my skill as a physical therapist and looking what I tend to think is, is, is spinal neutral for that. And then as well as looking at the reach with the arm. So again, we're using that, that joint um, angle measurement from the shoulders to be at kind of 90 degrees or, or less. And so if that looks off, we'll put on an adjustable stem, uh, particularly for a mountain bike, or, or not, I'm sorry, a, a gravel bike, a road bike, or a time trial bike, um, which allows us to still have their handlebars on the bike, but then change the stem length um, very quickly, as well as change the the angle of the stem. So, you know, if it's a positive rise, making it more of a positive rise or even making it a negative rise to, to find the best position for them um, on the bike, both from uh, injury preventative standpoint, 
a pain standpoint and then a performance standpoint. Um, so those those are the biggest you know pieces of that. That's really the biggest piece of equipment that we'll we'll use with with bike fitting for that. So you can get you know quite a bit of a difference in the reach with the stem length, um, and then uh, what spacers for vertical stem height. Yeah, so we can use that a lot too. And the nice thing with um, with most people who are coming in, you know, they their steer tube uh, you know has cut. A little bit high so they do have those spacers so um, that the stem in between the stem and the, the headset there's there's usually either a little plastic or, or metal spacers that are setting that stomach stem up a little bit higher and then they may even have a spacer or two on the top which allows you to really change uh, the height of the handlebars pretty easily by just taking the stem off and swapping the state spacers either above or below for that and then the other nice thing you can do with the stem too is uh, it's, it's going to be angled, uh, positive in one position, and then you can take the stem off, flip it over, and it would be, uh, angled negative in the other position. So that can also affect the bar height. And depending on the angle of the rise or the, the drop that can somewhat make the, the bars come back towards the, the rider, uh, as well. Mm -hmm. And in the, the other contact points with the pedals, what sort of things are you looking at for the, the different types of pedals and the kind of hip spacing, that sort of thing? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, for most people who are going to be on a road bike or gravel bike and uh, cross country bike, uh, they're going to be in clipless pedals. So they'll have a cleat on the bottom of their shoe. So that really allows us to position the foot where we want it to be on the, on the pedal which is typically we want the ball of the foot to be just slightly ahead of the center of the pedal. Um, that's going to decrease some of the work from the calf as well as just put the rider in a really stable position. Uh, and then with looking at the stance width, we want at the top of the pedal stroke, their foot, knee and hip to kind of all be in a straight line so that when we're watching someone pedaling from the front, it basically just looks like their legs are pistons and they're just going straight up and down and not going up and out or, or down and in. Um, and so we're going to, again, position that cleat on the, on the bottom of the shoe so that we can get them basically centered underneath their hips. Um, if it's more of a platform or a flat pedal uh, for more maybe enduro riding, uh, some trail riding for mountain biking and downhill riding, uh, we'll just teach the, the rider the positioning um, that they want to be on those, on those platform pedals. And, you know, with having higher end platform pedals, they're going to have better grip and then having good uh, mountain biking shoes with a, a sticky uh, sole, they can get into that position and keep finding that position um, relatively easy, easily. Uh, another thing we can do too, is if we can't quite get that stance width wide enough, uh, we can either put a spacer, we can put spacers between the pedal and the crank arm to get that out further, uh, particularly for people who have uh, hip mobility problems um, or underlying arthritis um, are kind of the biggest reasons to, you'd really want to widen someone's stance. Are there any new um, developments in bike fitting that have come out in the last season or two? <laughs> you know, uh, it seems, you know, there's a lot of technology that that comes out with looking at 
more sophisticated systems that aren't necessarily more precise or, or accurate, but uh, they have a lot of wow factor where, you know, you're putting, um, using mo motion capture sy systems with having uh, markers on the at different anatomic points on the rider. And then they're uh, riding and they're getting this kind of three, almost 3D uh, analysis of their, their riding position. Uh, but in practice, that doesn't really seem to be more precise than doing it more the old fashioned way. And then we're certainly, uh, most riders are getting a lot more data on their, their power and their efficiency with, uh, you know, having um, power meters on their crank arms or, or on the pedals being more affordable. Uh, and so with that, we can, we can, we can kind of track efficiency and, and power performance um, better with, with that as well. Where can people go to learn more about proper uh, bike fitting? <laughs> um, well, I guess, uh, <laughs> so part of it would be, uh, I guess, a plug for, for myself and, and Excel is we, we have information on our, on our website off of blogs. Um, and we typically will post things on, on our social media as well. Uh, we've written some articles for Outside Bozeman, too, on that information. So, so those are really good resources, uh, particularly local resources. Um, or, you know, feel free to come in to Excel for, for a bike fit or to learn more about it. Uh, I know Bangtail Bikes uh, is one of the, probably the only other shop, the only shop in town that, that's doing some bike fitting as well. Um, and, you know, sh uh, your local bike store can be a, a really great, reference point too, particularly if you're buying a new bike to making sure you get the right frame size and then having some, some adjustments for that as well. Uh, bikefit.com uh, has a podcast that uh, is, is more for bike fitters, but um, you know, I think for a lot of people, they can understand the information there and, and has some information on uh, proper bike fit as well. Uh, riding bikes is great. It's a lifelong activity and uh, being on your bike should be fun and relatively pain-free, uh, particularly if you're not training hard, it should be pain-free. Uh, so don't, don't just compromise and think that, you know, your bike should be uncomfortable because it's, you know, a certain style bike um, or you're not used to, to riding. Uh, your bike really should be comfortable and uh, you should feel like it wants to, wants to go fast. And if it, those things aren't uh, what you're sensing uh, you should probably have your your fit looked at all right thanks jason appreciate it yeah thanks brian thanks for listening tune back into outdoors to hear more from the groups that make bozeman's mountain biking community thrive go to thelastbestbike.com for the latest info on the book and where to pre-order until next time happy trails <laughs>